0: Not only has Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang signed a new contract with the Arsenal, I'm delighted to be joined by a top, top guest. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, brought to you by Manscape.com. I'm delighted to be joined once again by the excellent Adrian Clark. Hey, dear mate, welcome back to the show.
1: Uh, good, to, good to be back, Harry. Yeah, thanks for having me. But yeah, no, it's it's all good, especially today. What with um, some certain news breaking, hey?
0: Absolutely, and I got to make it clear, we didn't actually. Plan this episode knowing that that news was going to break today. It's just pure coincidence and it's worked out brilliantly because um, we can get your reaction to the news. Um, we can look back on the victory over Fulham, um, which I'm assuming all Arsenal fans were pleased with. We could talk a little bit about transfers too. So lots and lots to get through as always. Um, Adrian, let's start with the Obameyang news because. It's massive. I mean, it's, it's been the world's worst kept secret. Hasn't it? We all knew it was coming. Um, there'd been reports from some really reliable sources over the last sort of few weeks, uh, being very clear and and forthright about the fact that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang had agreed a deal. Arsenal killed us with the announcement. It took forever. (laughs) Um, how significant is this for Arsenal as a football club moving forward?
1: Yeah, Well, it was one big wind-up, wasn't it, from Arsenal's media <laughs> department. So, well, well played them. Um, how big is it moving forward? It's huge because he is a guy that is in... Basically, this was his final big contract and he had options. We're led to believe to, to join somebody like Barcelona and, and other Champions League clubs would have been in for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. And he chose us. He chose... The option, and he explained it in his video, he chose the desire to become an Arsenal legend, outweighed the possibility of, of playing a couple of years Champions League football for somewhere else, somebody else and earning big cash elsewhere. No, I think it's huge because it sends a signal out that, that he, our best player, believes in the head coach or manager. We should call him now, of course. He believes in Mikel Arteta. And that, I think, will help us recruit some some top talent moving forwards and and just make everybody at Arsenal feel like they're at a a truly big club and that's what Arsenal are they're a massive club biggest club in London one of the biggest clubs in the world in terms of of fan base Aubameyang wants to be a gooner it's absolutely fantastic and and it gives us a platform to continue this improvement that we've seen under the manager absolutely and you speak about sort of and wanting to become
0: a legend and he, he really sort of ho- hammered home that point, didn't he? <laughs> um, during the video, he kept, he kept saying it, he kept bringing it up. And mm. I mean, when you talk about a club as big as Arsenal with a fan base like Arsenal's, you know, it, of course, that's what, player's want to want isn't it as a footballer you want to be loved you want to be recognized for your efforts and i'm delighted that he's he signed and and as much as we knew it was coming it just feels nice to get it over the line and get that official confirmation
1: well, well when we've had players at the peak of their powers, you know, your Van Persie's and Fabregas guys like this um, t- to a lesser degree, you know, Bayor and, and Nasri and, and those guys, but, but in particular, Van Persie, he came to that juncture, didn't he last big contracts? Do I stay and become a Gunners legend? Or do I go for the premier league title where I think somewhere else, where, where I believe they've got a better chance. And, earn more money and he took that option and, and and fair play to him he did get that Premier League title um so so this was huge because it, it, it's happened to us before but this time it didn't happen that he's he sees something he sees enough in Mikel Arteta in the teammates around him to believe that the Arsenal is the place to be moving forwards. And, and look, I think we've all seen big improvements over the last six months or so. Um and, and I'm I'm chuffed to bits that Pierre Emmerich has uh, has seen that too. You know, he's he's well placed to do that. He's the skipper, he's our he's our talisman. And and yeah I'm so so excited um about the coming season. Now not, not that I wasn't anyway, but it would have been so deflating to see him leave. Yeah, agreed. And a lot has
0: been made of, you know, maybe Aubameyang was waiting to see what the club were going to do this summer, whether the club were going to show ambition. Do you believe that? And and I know we're not sort of in the know on this, And but is it your gut feeling that Arsenal have signified to him that they are currently working on some of those big deals we spoke about last time? And that is why he's decided or partly why he has decided to commit his future.
1: We, we don't know. Um, it wouldn't be the first time. If it, if it's happened, it wouldn't be the first time that, that a, a board, a manager has promised a player that we're, we're going to sign this player, we're going to sign that player. So so maybe that has happened. But I think he's already had an indication with Gabriela and, and William, two high-class players coming in already this summer. He's, he's got an indication of where the team is is going he's not daft he knows that that's, that central midfield area is is an area that we desperately need to to strengthen and reinforce but 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 these things can't just happen like that can they unless you've got untold riches and we don't at the moment so so it's a case of wheeling and dealing And maybe they've they've opened up to him and said, look, we're going to shift this player, this player, this player and bring in these. Who knows? I don't know. And nothing can be guaranteed on on those things until, of course, they've signed on the dotted line. But look, I'm confident. Last time I was on this show, we talked about two central midfielders, two really exciting targets. I'm confident we'll get at least one of them. But, you know, I think we'd all love to get two. But maybe that's pushing our luck. Yeah, getting two would be would
0: be fantastic. But I'm, I'm like you. I think one is probably a more realistic target. And if we got one, don't underestimate the significance that or the significance of that and the impact that that player would have on the team, whether it is Thomas Partey, whether it is Hussein Mouar. They're both upgrades on what we currently have and would both improve us as a team and as a squad. So we've got mm-hmm. to be excited about that. Hopefully Arsenal can get one of those deals over the line. But I mm-hmm. I just wanted to pick your brain on one more thing uh, Bamiyang related before we sort of moved on. It was reported by Sky Sports this evening um, that a couple of clubs were interested in Pierre-Emerick Abamyang and made moves for him um, and that he had turned down substantial sort of offers in order to stay with Arsenal. Mm. It's just such a big statement, isn't it? To, to the rest of the world watching on because it feels in the last few months that People outside of Arsenal Football Club have started to take us seriously again. Yeah. And so for Obamiang for to choose Arsenal mm. over some... And the, the clubs were unnamed. They haven't named them. Some people in the chat saying that it was Barca and Inter. I mm. don't know how true that is. Um, but it's just massive, isn't it? I mean, to know that Aubameyang mm. chose to stay at Arsenal rather than go elsewhere... To the rest of the world now, it makes us look like a really serious proposition.
1: It, it does. It really does. I, I think it, it all stems from those victories after the lockdown, actually. The, the wins against Liverpool and, and and City and Chelsea. And then subsequently, the way that we've started this season. It's, it's getting so much better, isn't it? And he wants to be a part of it. He is the main man. And look, I think there's a lot to be said for being the main man somewhere. You go to Barcelona, you're never going to be the main man. Ask Luis Suarez, ask Felipe yeah. Coutinho, some fantastic players, you know, Dembele. Um, so, so many quality players have gone there and been overshadowed by Messi. With Inter, it's a, you know, with, you know there's this trigger happy club you don't know if antonio conte is going to be there long term we don't know what's going to happen so you i don't think... know if antonio conte is going to get for his toys at the pram well, well. like, exactly <laughs> so, look, he's got stability he's got a manager here that loves him he's got a fan base that adore him the teammates are clear he clearly is the life and soul of the dressing room he's, he seems like an absolutely brilliant lad as well he wears the armband he scores the majority of the team's goals and we pay him a fortune to, for, for the privilege of wearing the badge. So, so look, I think there's, there's many, many reasons to stay. But, but the temptations were there, I'm sure, for him. Champions League football is huge for footballers these days. No one wants to miss out on it, especially those at a very elite level. And make no mistake, Aubameyang is at the very elite level. He can walk into most Champions League clubs. For him to spurn that, to stay here, does send a message it, it tells you that he believes it's not going to be long before we're sitting at that top table again and, and the fact that he's here gives us a better chance to do that doesn't it so it's, it's a win-win it's win all round yeah and then look for me I said it on the breakdown this week when when he comes in off that left-hand side to to, to have a goal scoring opportunity I don't think there's a better front man in the world right now than Bamiang in those positions so we're very very lucky to have him Agreed. Uh, let's say a big uh, hello to everybody
0: who's currently watching us live at the moment. There are over 250 of you joining us at the moment across the multiple platforms. Um, subscribe to the channel if you're new, hit the like button if you haven't already, whichever platform it is you're watching us on. Uh, if you're watching us on Twitter, come over to YouTube, uh, give us a like there as well. And um, just going to pick up a couple of comments before we move on uh, to, the, uh, to talk about that Fulham game a little bit, of course. Uh, an excellent win. Um, let's see what we've got here. I'm just going to pick a couple at random. Um, Arsenal Granny, I love this screen name. So, so. <laughs> Great news today. Arteta strikes again. So the the general feeling amongst the fan base is very much that Mikel Arteta is um, is has been key in all of this, and he has, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, well, what Mikel Arteta wants, he tends to get at the moment, doesn't he? It's a a very nice place for him to to be. I think it's really significant that he was upgraded from head coach to manager. It might seem like a small change, you know, just a change in job title. But I think it it outlines the control that he now has and and the control that the club are willing to give him. They, They trust his judgment implicitly. And when he told them, we need Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to stay. Whatever it costs us, we have, we have to give him the deal that, work, that works for him. Um, the, the club backed him on that. So, so it's, it's fantastic. And, and yeah, that, that, that relationship between manager and skipper has always been so important. And, and look, let's be honest, how nice is it to have a captain that wants to commit themselves to Arsenal. I mean, when was the last time we had one? It was probably Mikel Arteta himself, wasn't it? And and unfortunately, Mikel, when he when he had the armband, was often injured, which was really really unfortunate. But it's been a bit of a poison chalice. We've seen players wearing the armband choose to leave or just not be playing well enough to get into the team. And um, finally, we've got a guy that's at the peak of his powers that that can lead us out. And 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 I do feel that when you've got someone like Aubameyang. At the front of the line when you are coming out of a tunnel, and I've been there, you know, st- stood side to side with the teams in the Premier League, and you look across, particularly if you are one of the younger players, and you think, blimey, yeah, he's he's a good player, he's decent, and you look at the captain, it's a Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, it's it's imposing, it's a figure, it's a good figurehead for the club, and uh, yeah, this is this is a really really good day for Arsenal fans for sure and
0: you mentioned that about the captain sort of in the tunnel and and sort mm. of you you were at arsenal at a very different period in terms of sort of the culture at the club mm. and stuff i mean pierre emerick abameyang is not a, a tony adams style captain yeah, is yeah. he's not going to go around beating his chest sort of imposing himself in that way but he leads by example doesn't
1: he yeah and tony did beat his chest by the way <laughs> <laughs> he would he, yeah he would he would scream and shout he's great but no i mean that's probably a bit old school these days i mean you, you get players that like that it takes all sorts that in the modern game um You don't need captains to be screamers or, or shouters. But what you need them to do is, is set the right tone and, and, and play with a good attitude. He's definitely done that since he was given the captaincy. I think we've seen even more work rate from him. His body language has, by and large, been, been excellent. And he stepped up to the plate in the big moments he's delivered for the team when, they, when we've really needed him. He, he's come up trumps, and I think that that's that's really important for a captain to do. Adams used to do it when I was there, and after him, uh, Patrick Vieira, who you know I was privileged enough to to play alongside a couple of times, he led by example, didn't he? When when things weren't really going your way, it's a tight game. Patrick would be the driving force, and, and I do feel that that Pierre Emerick Aubameyang is, is that kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, let's go back to the live comments just quickly. Um, Jan, who's actually a Spurs fan, is watching us at the moment wow. and says, Arteta's doing the right thing at your club, making it a family again. Mm. Something that we've lost that Spurs, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, I think Spurs lost that the day they appointed uh, such a divisive figure mm-hmm. as their manager. But there you go. Um, mm-hmm. Let's uh,
1: see what else we've got here. On, on that, though, yes, I, th- I, I think I think I think that it's a really good point. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that sure that he's, he's trying to make it a family at Spurs. We're not we're not bothered about them like up the no. road. <laughs> uh, we all due respect. Um, now, I think that, that very early on, he wanted to get the group together, but but he also drove up standards. He wasn't willing to tolerate the small things, you know, the, the bad habits that had crept in over time. He, he he really knuckled down on it straight away and got everybody on board and said, "Look, if you're part of my family, this is how we behave, and I will look after you. I will treat you brilliantly, but you've got to play by my rules. You've got to you've got to drive up standards a little bit." And and I think everyone that is part of his first team squad at the moment. Did buy into those in, into his morals and and what he was looking for, and that has built a really strong bond. And I tell you what builds a bond, and I hate to bring this up to Jan, the Spurs fan, it's winning silverware. When yeah. you climb the mount, mountain together, you know so many near misses, and it can be dispiriting. And in the end, people leave, they get fed up, they lose faith. When you climb the mountain, okay, the FA Cup's not as high a mountain as the Premier League. When you get to the summit together, that feeling. Is very very special and and it makes you want more and it make gives you belief that that more will follow and that uh, that has definitely bonded and, and and brought this family atmosphere into into the club so it, I'm really pleased about that that point being made for sure for sure great point
0: Jan and uh, Ilka says uh, Adrian raise
1: your eyebrows if a while is a done deal <laughs> I can't I wish I wish I could I, I have not got a clue I've got zero look. Do the analysis. Also, let me do it. They don't they don't interfere. They're very, very good with me. And, uh, you know, let me judge, judge the match on its merits. And and and, and let me put it out there. They're, they're awesome. But they do not let me into any secrets, I'm afraid. It is. Every football club is real hush hush. I bet you there are many, many staff members at Arsenal that, 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 that you know, because I'm just a freelance guy that sort of comes in and out. I bet you there are tons of staff members that never get any tidbits. It's it's really really hush hush in terms of of targets. Um, all all I know is that that the manager rates him and and I trust his eye. I trust that 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 he sees him as the right guy. And and, and when when I've watched Hussein Mawa, I, I think he's just got the the spark. He's got the 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 speed across the turf. He will press from the front. You know, from midfield, he'll go and close people down with intensity, and then when he's on the ball, he's clearly very sharp, very talented, and creative. And and look, when you think about what this team needs, it is someone like that. What if he does come in the current formation? It's a little bit more of a quandary about where he would fit in because he would have to possibly play a little bit deeper than than yeah. he does for for Leon. So so you do wonder would would we have a change of shape if if he was to come in? But, um, yeah, look, look, I don't know, but I, I sincerely hope he is.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too.
1: Um, let's say a big hello
0: to uh, Simon Alavi, who's one of our panellists on the uh, social club show that we do. He says he's not an Arsenal fan, by the way, either. And he mm. says, pains me to say it, but that Arsenal third goal is what football is all about. So let's move on to the Fulham game. Mm. Um I've seen your breakdown, really enjoyed it. Anyone who hasn't, head over to arsenal.com uh, and check out Adrian's breakdown of that one. You will really, really enjoy it. Um, what were your overall thoughts on the performance before I come to ask you about mm. sort a of, couple of individuals?
1: Well, on the last word, I, I used the the, the term "accomplished." I, I thought that's what it was. It was really confident. Um, I, I love the way we were popping the ball around. The movement was was more intuitive than I think it was last year. Uh, certainly, pre-lockdown, it's 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 chalk and cheese. From that West Ham game, which was the last game before COVID came in, um, we, we were we were still a little bit of a mess defensively and, and not that fluent going forward. Um, we're so much more cohesive now. The the movement is coming a second nature, and I think that's very very exciting. And uh, yeah, it was just there was no panic, and you saw that with the third goal. Um, yeah, I, I just felt that every player was really comfortable. With what was being asked of of them by the manager, and 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 that that is a huge step forward. So look, it's Fulham. Fulham, I think, will be in the bottom three. Possibly they they might be, you know, in last place come the end of the season. We're going to have much 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 stiffer tests, but but that was comprehensive. That was as that was as easy as it gets, in my opinion. We we looked at the um, XG expected goals, and and it was zero point one five from Fulham. I mean, that's that's a big difference to 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 earlier on in the season when when a lot of teams were expected to score, you know, two or three goals against us. Absolutely. Um,
0: Adrian, you're getting lots of love in the comments at the moment. And (laughs) you got this one from Stevenage (laughs) interview, says Ah. (laughs) Clark, you Arsenal and Stevenage legend.
1: (laughs) I love it. I loved it. Stevenage. Yeah, no. um, Great times there. Just. uh, yeah, it was a shame because was, the only reason I left Stevenage was well, I fell out with the manager, but that's one thing. But yeah, <laughs> they went full time, and 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 I was at that point, sort of early on, a little bit. More, well, you're you know not that early on in your journalistic career, but 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 I was quite early on in it, and I, and I didn't want to give that up to to be a full time footballer again, so I stayed part time to continue um, being a journalist and playing good level football in in the conference. So yeah, it was a, I was really sad to leave Stevenage. Yeah, I
0: can tell by the, the look on your face that the club means a lot to you. Mm. Um, just interestingly, before we come on to talk about a couple of individual performances from the weekend, I'm being informed in the live chat that Hussein Mawar has been sent off tonight for Leon. Um,
1: <laughs> well, current... he's done the right thing then, hasn't he? He's, he, he's resting up nicely. <laughs> That's it, exactly. They're
0: currently trailing to Montpellier uh, and Hussein Mawar has gone. been sent his off. His head's it's gone. gone.
1: He's, he's elsewhere, isn't it? He's, he's had his head turned and That's uh, he's just thinking of north london now there you go (laughs) there
0: you go he's already a gooner there you go
1: um
0: let's talk a little bit about gabriel's performance because Mm. um you know he's received a lot of plaudits and rightly so Mm. there was that slightly hairy moment early on in the game um where he kind of just didn't really check over his shoulder properly um, and he almost got caught out there but after that he just Mm. put that to the side and just Got his head down and got on with it. And he looked confident, imposing. Um, Mm. He knew exactly what he was doing. How impressed were you with this guy? Because I I expected him to be of a certain level, given the sort of price Arsenal had paid for him. But Mm. I've got to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised by the way he just came into the team seamlessly.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah. look, He wasn't up against much. I, th- I think we have to say that they, did, they didn't give a, a great service into Fulham's forward. So it was a lovely debut for him. I think it was a, just a miscommunication, slight lapse in concentration for that, that early mistake. But yeah, it was really impressive how he bounced back from that. He did. He just put it to one side and carried on. And um, yeah, there was one or two clips I picked out in the breakdown of him out-muscling the front men and you can see that he's going to do that he's he's a very very strong boy isn't he gabriel and his passing was was decent i mean he didn't try too many spectacular passes but he kept things neat and tidy i think he 108 successful passes very high in terms of of pass accuracy so so yeah he looked after the ball nicely um proved he can play in the center which i think is a big plus because we've kind of got used to david louis being the the guy that we really trust and rely on, even though we know that one game in, in, in four or five, he, he might have an absolute nightmare. So we don't trust him implicitly, but um, it's good to know that Gabriel can play central with Tierney to his left. And, and look, that might be, that might be the way we go moving forwards. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good. And it, it was a, a very smooth debut after that mistake in, in what was, I think the second minute. I also liked his aerial strength. Um, yep. it, it was interesting that he took up positions zonally they didn't ask him really to go to go man to man they put him uh, on the six yard line at the near post and and he was a very hard man to beat uh, i think two three times he he cleared from those positions and of course he scored a goal which was which was and and I'll tell you what that would do the, the fact that he scored would definitely make him feel more at home once you once you contribute for a first team then you you suddenly feel like part of that family and and, and that's uh, that's a big thing. For sure. Guys, there are over
0: 700 of you watching us live at the moment. I can't believe it. Thank you so much. Um, So if you haven't already, smash that like button as well. Let's get those likes up as far as we possibly can. And then more people get to see the video and more people get to listen to Adrian's brilliant analysis. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Willian, another debutant who impressed, had a hand in all three of the goals on the day. Um, One thing that kind of came to my mind when I was watching the game was, you know, we spoke about it last time about the signing being partly to sort of add some experience to those positions in terms of the, the alternatives we have available. I look at William and I see a hybrid between a, a number 10 and a winger. Mm. Do you think that would have played a part in Mikel Arteta deciding that he was the man that they should go for?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think he likes that. He he would like players that can can occupy different positions. Most managers do. Um, but yeah, what what I think he, why he's perfect is that he he's diligent. He will do his bit for the team and track back and he, and he and he he just works really hard. He's busy, isn't he? He'll press when you want him to. He'll also track back if you need him to. And we we saw examples of that. His positioning was clever. I mean. It should be. He's been playing at the top level for, for a long, long time. He was with Chelsea for donkey's years before that. He's, he's been in, in very good teams down the years. So positionally, he just knows what to do. He's played for some great coaches. So yeah, sometimes he'll hug the touchline. Sometimes he'll drift into those, those central areas. Sometimes he'll run in beyond as he did with that sort of muddled first goal. Uh, and sometimes he'll, he'll prompt from deep as he, as he did with the, what a pass that was to to Bamiang for that for that third goal. It was yeah. well, it was Saka esque, wasn't it? From the community, she also so. Um, so now, I think for me, he was our man of the match. It was a very very um, confident debut. He set pieces again. The deliveries spot on. On that, by the way, I th- I thought that well, we've got a new set piece coach, haven't we? From from Brentford, yeah. and it was interesting. That was definitely a new corner, and it was a corner that that placed total trust. In the taker, because everybody was crowded in that six-yard space, and, and and so so if he got it wrong, put it towards the penalty spot, or swung it too much, it would have looked really embarrassing. Um, but they trusted him, and and to, to keep it away from the keeper and to get it onto a onto a blue head, and and it was it was a brilliant delivery, and and it just stopped, the Fulham defenders were just boxed in. It was very very smart, and the, basically the idea was, if we get this delivery right. We back Gabriel or one of the other guys to out jump a Fulham defender from a standing jump because that's what they're going to have to do. It's going to have to be from a standing jump. It was um it's a smart set piece. Yeah, indeed it was. Um, I'm being told that Emi Martinez has just posted a message
0: on his Instagram. Yeah. Um, I think thanking Arsenal. I, can, I haven't played it because obviously we're live on air, um, yeah. but it says uh, gracias. There's lots of um People in the comments saying thank you, best of luck. Mm-hmm. Are you a bit disappointed that Emmy Martinez has, has been sold to Aston Villa?
1: Yeah, I mean, on the last time we were on, I, I said I'd, I'd have had him in the team, and and I, and I stand by that. He did he did so well that I think he he had to be in that team against Fulham if. The club didn't make the decision that, that that they've made, and and look, I've got no issue at all with Burn Leno being the number one. He's he's just as good, and, and he, it was a great save, wasn't it, from, from early on in the game that, that he produced. So no worries there. But yeah, I'm sad to see him go because I, I wanted to, I wanted to be greedy. I wanted Arsenal to have two brilliant keepers, but look, needs must, I guess, and and also players' careers. You have to you have to to give them. You know, an opportunity to to play, and and if Mikel had had that conversation with Emmy and said, "Look, I burnt my number one, and 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 look, you've been awesome, but I'm going to pick him," then then it's not fair to it's not fair to keep him. And and you know, he, he might well have said, "I want you to stay. I, w- I want you to be back up to 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 fight for your place." But in Emmy's shoes, I think most footballers would have said, "Look, I." yeah cl- clearly I need to move on I've come to that age I'm a first team player now and, and I have to go and look the, the upside is that we'll get hopefully a decent fee and we can put it towards who somehow Thomas Partey one of these two guys yeah it, indeed um Let's talk a little bit quickly about Lucas Torreira because there's been a lot
0: of reports this week that an agreement has been found or Mm. uh, is close to being found with Torino that would see him go there. Of course, Marco Giampaolo uh, is the manager there, someone he worked very closely with at Sampdoria and who's actually credited for his development Mm. uh, quite a bit. I mean, Terreira. If it is 24 million euros, like they're saying in total, it's going to be paid in two installments. We're hearing is that good? Good business from Arsenal's point of view, because I don't think he would have got more.
1: No, it's so so isn't it? It's, yeah, I think that's that's decent. I can't remember what he came for. I think that's almost like you're getting your money back, isn't it? So, so there's there's no no loss as such. Look, um, no, he he was good uh, for periods, wasn't he? But I just I just don't sense he's he's happy. in in London, and I don't think it's anything particularly to do with Arsenal. He's obviously fallen down the pecking order. But, but yeah, sometimes these things run a a natural course, even if it's shorter than you want it to be. So, no, if we can bring that kind of money in, again, put that on top of the Martinez money, and then you've pretty much got enough to go out there and and attract a real high-quality central midfield player. So, no, I'd I'd wish him well. I, I would be against a loan with a view to buy... The season after i think i think you know especially with a manager that he's worked with previously it's like come on you know you know what you're getting getting, yeah Yeah, stump up the money now we need you know we're looking to 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 raise funds um let's do the deal now rather than in a year's time yeah
0: agreed um guys i've got two requests from you at the moment so if you want to get some questions in for the last few minutes fill up the chat box now put a queue at the front of your question so that I can pick them out from the general comments because the chat box is full up and I'm, I'm struggling to pick them out. Uh, so put the cues at the top. Um, also, let us know where in the world you are joining us from. We've been doing that on the last few streams and it's been really yeah. fun and interesting to see actually um, where people are tuning in to us from. Yeah. So oh, there's get...
1: gooners everywhere. Gooners there absolutely everywhere. There is. I've,
0: I've really learned that in the last few weeks. Um, so, guys, get, get those in the chat box now. And just a quick message with regards uh, to our sponsors, uh, new sponsors. Those of you who have been watching the show recently will know that we've teamed up with Manscaped. Dot com. So for all your g- male grooming needs and the line that they've given me to give to you guys is if you want your uh, body hair to be as uh, neat and tidy as the Emirates stadium pitch, if you want your lawn to look as good as that, then head over to manscaped.com. If you use the uh, discount code chronicles AFC, you get 20% off your order. Um, that is an offer that is exclusive to chronicles listeners. So uh, do check that out. Um, I know a lot of you have done it, used it already because we get a notification when you do, um, and it's been incredible how many of you have uh, mm-hmm. picked that up. So do check it out. It's a good offer. It's a good deal. And I'm sure you'll find some of their products um useful and their their branding is incredible. Uh, if you haven't checked out Adrian, have a look when uh, you get no, some time. I would it's be, I incredible.
1: Hey look, it's a modern <laughs> sponsor. I love it. I love it. For the mod- we're here for the modern man, aren't we? That's it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Right, let's have a look at where some of you guys are joining us from. We've got uh India, yeah. Seattle, uh Atlanta, mm. Harlem, uh Dallas, lots in America at the moment. Mm. Um Kenya, we've got uh, Canada, uh, Lahore, Pakistan, Frankfurt, Dubai, Springfield, Missouri. Um, Lots and lots uh, of of you guys tuning in. There's over over 900 now joining us live. So smash... Smash the like button if you can. Um, mm. Let's go to some of the questions before we uh, wrap it up. Uh, this first mm. one comes from Avon Teddington. He says, there's been a lot of talk about formations recently, mm. whether we play a 3-4-3 or 4-3-3. Can we create more chances without Arteta changing how we
1: set up this season? Mm. It's a really good question for, from Avon Teddington there. Yeah. I, I think that the Fulham game was a good indication of that. Um I think it was a problem with 3-4-3 with the personnel that we've got at the moment, Hector and Ainsley, not the most, uh, they're not wingers, are they? Let's face it, they're not the most creative players in the world. And we've got two central midfielders that effectively sit. We certainly did at the weekend with or and Aaron although actually they did press up higher than they have done in the past, but but essentially they're, they're deep lying. So basically it puts a lot of the eggs in, in, in three players' basket. You know, it's a lot of pressure on those three to go and create the chances. But what we saw against Fulham was those other people joining in, the movement. If the movement is good enough, and the movement definitely was good enough against Fulham, then you can open up teams. And we've, we've seen that in, in the big cup games um, on transitions mainly, but, but uh, when we've been building from the back as well we slice through some quality outfits and a lot of that has been down to quality movement and rotation of positions and and that back three turns into a back four we bring in someone in midfield you know with the fluid shape and then we get and then suddenly we're in, into the opposition half I still feel that on occasion we will have we will need an extra attacking midfielder um, but but the match at the weekend certainly proved that if, if the movement's good enough, we can create enough. Now, yeah, was it enough against Fulham? Should should we have created 20-plus chances? Possibly. I don't know, but, but that, that will come in time. So, so no, I, I, I'm confident. But, look, in a, if we do go 4-3-3, I would still expect it to be full of rotational movement and for us to look like we've got back three at yeah. times. But what we will have in a 4-3-3 is a box-to-box midfielder. You'll have one pivot. Who will that be? We don't know as yet. But um, And then you'll have two guys ahead. And one of those will always be looking to join in with Alexander Lacazette. And for me, that's the difference. Because we've got the rule of six, haven't we, at the government at the moment here in the UK. But in football, it works that way. You get six people into the final third, things start to happen. You can create those overloads. What has happened until now is we've had four sometimes five in there we have relied on on brilliance i'd like to see us get more people in the box and possibly a tweak to the system would help us do that yeah agreed agreed mm. uh, let's find mm.
0: another question um
1: big hello to those of you
0: joining us from munich ethiopia brixton <laughs> south <laughs> london um what else we've we got here helsinki minnesota jamaica Incredible, isn't it? london it. cape town orange county algeria Uganda, wow,
1: um, wow. Well, uh, look, it, it, Arsenal is a global club, and 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 this is this is the reason players want to join Arsenal. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at two targets at the moment: one place for Leon, one place for Atletico Madrid. Two really good teams, but in, in 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 world terms, it's not Arsenal. Arsenal has a big, big pulling power for for players, and and, and as Pierre w- w- was outlining earlier, you want to join that Hall of Fame. You want to be you know the next Henri the next Perez the next Vieira the next Adams it's uh, you know it's, we shouldn't put ourselves down I think sometimes Arsenal we knock the club a lot and, and I understand why we, we, we why people have been down in the dumps the last few years but yeah. but this is we, we we all support a major team let me tell you and we'll, we'll be back there at the top table soon enough I'm sure you
0: will fingers crossed mm-hmm. uh, Ilka joining us from Helsinki says Adrian's greetings Adrian sorry greetings from Helsinki. keep up the good work with the breakdowns, always waiting for them after the game is a while more suited I guess he's yeah. asking to a four two three one
1: it could be yeah, he could play as the 10, um, but I think he, he would probably be in a four three three is how I would see it. I see him as someone a little more like Aaron Ramsey that would come from deep, you know scurry around midfield, link, link play, but then join it have the energy. To join in, and also that the, the legs to, to make those those burst pass players uh, uh, and make things happen. So so yeah, he can play in either. If he was to come into this system, you, I would guess he would he would have to be one of the two in central midfield. I think he's capable of that, but you'd, you you'd, you'd probably want a really defensive guy alongside him to make that work because you wouldn't necessarily want him inside his own half picking the ball up too regularly. For me, our is, is a player that that does damage inside the opposition half. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um question from Mike he says, do you see Elneny keeping his place within this mm.
1: rejuvenated squad? Wow, based on his performance of the weekend, you wouldn't you wouldn't be in a hurry to loan him out would you or or sell him? Yeah, I think he can be a I said it before, I think he's he's a really good backup for Xhaka and Ceballos. because I don't see that much difference in terms of what they can offer. I mean, yeah, Elneny, he hasn't got that longer range of passing that granite has got, and he hasn't got the skill of, of Ceballos, but but he's neat and tidy, and he, he can keep things ticking over very, very well. What I liked at the weekend, he didn't stop moving. He was always finding space, showing for the ball. When he got it, he didn't dwell on it. He, it sometimes you, they used to call them hod carriers, and he, he's a bit better than that. But but, but I think he knows his limitations. His job is to get the ball off the back and give it to someone more talented to go and make things happen. And and he did that brilliantly. I would keep him, especially, obviously, if we're going to sell Torreira and and, and, and Guendouzi. I don't know what's going to happen with Guendouzi, obviously. But but yeah, we're a bit light and he, he could prove handy, particularly in the Europa League.
0: Yeah, agreed. I think he's someone you can rely on to a certain extent. You can rely on him to do his job. You know, you're not going to get anything spectacular, no. but you can rely on him to go out and carry out the manager's instructions, which at
1: that times is
0: invaluable, isn't it? Yeah,
1: um, nearly scored, didn't he as well? I mean, he yeah, it was it was a lovely, lovely sort of dummy to control the ball. He was unlucky that, that his shot got blocked. So yeah, and he scored goals for us before. So yeah, I think we've probably all under appreciated only a bit, but yeah, we we know what we what he can offer. He's a good squad player. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, Clement he says, uh, Harry and Adrian. Now it's two thirty a.m. here Climbing. in Indonesia. Uh, very excited that Oba signed the thing. Do you guys <laughs> think we'll be able to win the UEFA Europa League trophy with this current team? And he puts in brackets without Partey and Iran. <laughs> Uh
1: Well, if we had to, we'd probably leap towards favourite status. It'll be a little bit like last season. I think we'll, we, we've got a chance We one of the teams. That can win it. I would be really disappointed if we didn't make it to the quarterfinals at least with this team. Probably the semi-finals, and and there from there, it's you know it's the luck of the draw. It's, but but look, we we've proven ourselves to be a pretty good cup team, haven't we? Under Mikel Arteta in one-off games, tactically he's been super astute. So so yeah, I would fancy us actually to to go deep in the Europa League, and I see no reason. Why we can't win it even with this team? Because look, we've got over, we've got Lacazette, we've got William, we've got Pepe. I mean, this, 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 that's some firepower. And now we're looking more solid at, at the back. It's just mid, midfield. We need to need to boost the quality and the numbers. And then I think we've got a very rounded squad. Um obviously, that the, the one concern will be goalkeeper moving forwards. We we do need, I think, if Martinez has gone, then we do need to bring in someone that we can trust um hopefully they won't cost too much but we need someone that will um that, that if leno does get injured again it won't impact too negatively on the team so, so that's a that's a big call actually for the club to make in the coming days yeah we've been linked with uh Runarsson, um who
0: plays uh, his football in France at the moment. A bit of an unknown, um, playing with Dijon in France, who has struggled. So, not really sure how that one's going to pan out. But we, from what we're hearing, it's not going to be an expensive deal if it does get done. But I just i worry about that. I, I guess he's got a relationship with the goalkeeping coach, uh, Inaki Kanyo, who's come from Brentford. That's where the link has come from. But we'll have to wait and see what happens uh, with that of course um guys we've come to the end of the show um i want to say a massive thank you first of all to adrian clark for joining me again and agreeing to come back on um because everybody loved it last time and i'm sure they're gonna love this one um those listening now those watching back later those who are gonna download it um so first of all i want to say a massive thank you to you um, I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's tuned in at present um, and just give you guys a quick reminder of how you can become a patron of the podcast if you wish. It is not compulsory so I don't want anyone to feel like it is and um, we'll still take your questions, we'll still take um, your, your sort of requests but if you want to support the podcast you can do so for £3 per month you head over to patreon.com forward slash the chronicles of Aguna um, with that you'll get access to exclusive content, priority on our fans phone-in show priority when submitting your questions for our experts such as adrian and you'll get a gift after three months of membership so if you wish to do so check out patreon.com forward slash the chronicles of aguna but that brings us to the end um we peaked at a thousand viewers live which was unbelievable um we're going to be back very very soon with more and hopefully we can speak to you again soon
1: adrian yeah no of course yeah no problem at all harry yeah it it absolutely flew by didn't it so uh, yeah be back on soon i'm sure
0: good stuff until next time guys stay safe take care